Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's driving the conversation in California today? Every weekday at this time, we explore a topic that's making news in our state. This is the State of California. Hey, good afternoon. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS political reporter and host of the State of California, along with Patty Rising and Brett Burkhardt. A new survey shows Governor Newsom's popularity is on the rise and he is way ahead in his bid for a second term. But he's also facing some more heat for his veto of a bill that would have allowed San Francisco, Oakland and Los Angeles to set up supervised drug injection sites. The latest UC Berkeley IGS poll out today, it's the heir to the old field poll we all knew so well, uh, shows Governor Newsom leading his Republican challenger, State Senator Brian Dolly, 52 to 25 percent. That's a 27-point lead. It shrinks to 24 points among those most likely to vote, 55 to 31. Voters also approve of the governor's performance a lot more than they did just six months ago. In February, voters were split on their governor. Just 48 percent approved of him and 47 percent didn't. Now he's up to 53% approval with his disapproval dropping to 42. So that's a 10-point swing in the governor's favor. The bottom line, Gavin Newsom is in very good shape to coast to an easy re-election victory a little more than two months from now, Patty and Brett. You know, it's, it's so interesting because Californians still don't feel so great about the way things are going in the state. Have you ever seen a governor do so well in a poll, but the state as a whole doing poorly? Yeah, that is uh, counterintuitive. I'm trying to think, as, as you asked that question, have I seen that before? Not necessarily, no. Um, and, you know, it's sort of reflected in the national mood, too, where, you know, over 80% say the country's on the wrong track, but obviously uh, maybe half of that 80% are still going to vote for, say, Joe Biden if he's the Democratic nominee in 2024. Because the thing is, a lot of people who think things are going in the wrong direction in the state and in the country are not necessarily holding Newsom responsible for that. Um, you know, they might be upset about crime and homelessness, but they're not necessarily blaming him. So, yeah, 52 percent in California say that the state is on the wrong track. Only 40 percent say it's on the right track. But that's improved. It was 54 to 36 saying it was on the wrong track uh, just six months ago. So, again, it was 18 points down. Now it's 12. So that's a bit of an improvement for the governor tracking his own improvement in his approval rating. But I think there's a little bit of a disconnect between how people feel about Gavin Newsom and how they feel about some of the larger problems facing California, some of which may be national problems like inflation and gas prices, not necessarily uh, confined to California. Doug, what's your theory behind why Gavin's numbers are so much better than they were in February? Well, a number of things. Uh, for one thing, the pandemic seems to be under better control, right? Um, we went through a summer surge and it's improving. Um, he has been raising his profile and, and spending money, not necessarily in California, but getting a lot of media attention. He's focused a lot on abortion, which is an issue that is very uh, popular among Californians as far as supporting abortion rights. And he's on their side with uh, with that. Um, so on a number of issues uh, where he has, is more closely allied with them, he's been out in front and, and focusing on that. 
Uh, and some of it also, I think, you know, he, he won a primary. That's always good for you when you hear that you, people love a winner. Uh, he won a primary easily <laughs> in June. Uh, and so as you get more towards November and people focus on actually voting for re-election, I think they're feeling a little bit better about him. That said, there's obviously a very large number, you know, 40% or so or a little more, who can't stand him and would never vote for him and will never say he's doing a good job no matter what he does. The Republican who's running against the governor, Brian Dolly, uh, do voters even know who he is? What do the polls say about that? Yeah, not really. 58% don't have uh, never heard of him. They have no opinion. Of those who do know who he is, which is about 42%, he's got a positive rating, 24 to 18, positive over negative, but that's a really small number. I mean, in other words, the vast majority don't even know who this guy is, and he doesn't have a lot of money, so you're not going to see too many ads. What he does have will probably spend, you know, later in the campaign, uh, you know, keep his powder dry till October. Um, I doubt that the governor is going to debate him at any point, although I suppose that's possible. So he, he's operating at the d disadvantage that many Republicans do statewide, which is they're not that well known. They don't have much of a constituency. He's an obscure state senator from a rural part of the state. Uh, it's an uphill climb. It always was from the beginning. That's why no bigger name got in this race. And this is why the governor really isn't even having to spend any money campaigning in California because um, he's got such a huge built in advantage. Doug, yesterday, right before we went on the air, like a minute before we went on the air, uh, the governor announced that he was going to veto that bill that would have set up pilot projects in Oakland and San Francisco to supervise addicts injecting drugs at safe locations. We talked a little bit about the impact. Uh, we've had a little bit more time to think about it. Do you think this will impact the governor's popularity going forward? Do you think there will be a blowback? Probably not a whole lot, it, just in that I don't think the average person is focused on this issue very much. Although, obviously, if you live in San Francisco and you see the problem on the streets, uh, you're, you're focusing on it somewhat. But statewide, I would bet most people don't support this idea or, or they have some some um, reservations about it, as the governor clearly does. So I don't know. But but he's certainly getting a lot of blowback from the people who wrote this bill, who've worked on it for years, from the organizations supporting it, whether it's Drug Policy Advocates or the San Francisco AIDS Foundation or any number of progressive organizations that really thought this was going to go through. Remember, they passed this a couple of years ago, and Governor Brown at the time vetoed it for largely the same reasons Governor Newsom did now. Um, and they thought they had a better shot this time. And his veto of it has led them to just blast him and say that they're disappointed and they're heartbroken. And they really are, are saying this is politics, that he's playing politics with people's lives. And it's a huge mistake. It's going to hurt him with that constituency. But, you know, there isn't really anywhere for them to go. The people pushing this, and if you pardon the use of that term, uh, and who are upset about this, it's not like they're, they're going to vote for someone else. So in terms of that part of it politically, there's not a huge amount to lose there. I think he had much more to lose politically um, among moderates and certainly uh, those who are on the fence about him if he had signed this bill. Well, it's interesting, too, because you bring up uh, Governor Brown. And during that time when he vetoed it, uh, the, before Governor Gavin Newsom came out and said that he was in support of something like this. So that brings me to the question about why he made the decision to veto this particular measure again. Senator Scott Weiner uh, talked about his dismay. Assemblyman Matt Haney talked about his dismay on KCBS, but both refused to answer the question of whether it was purely a political decision. What do you think? Yeah, you know, I think you, uh, to some extent you have to take him at face value because, as you said, Governor Brown vetoed this. And even though Gavin Newsom said he was open to the idea and liked the idea, 
when push came to shove, he vetoed it too. And maybe he just has the same reservations. If you read their veto messages, they have similar concerns. Uh, on the one hand, yeah, he, he's concerned about the unintended consequences, the impact of this on neighborhoods where these places are located. And it's fair to have those concerns. Now, the advocates say, no, we've addressed all that. We've covered it. You know, it's very clear this will save more lives than it could possibly hurt. But maybe the governor really means it when, when he says, um, yeah, I'm not convinced. Let's study it further. I'm willing to consider it again down the line. Now, the advocates say we don't need another study. We don't need another committee. We've done all that. Let's just get on with it. Um, of course, Jerry Brown was not facing reelection and was not considering running for president down the line. And Gavin Newsom's in the middle of a reelection campaign and maybe is thinking of running for president at some point or vice president. Um, so it's impossible to see his decision without looking at it through the prism of national politics. And we know how this would play nationally. He has always been a guy who is in favor of bold ideas and gets out in front of things. But there are things that now. Uh, the, the, his party, at least, and much of the country have caught up to him on, such as gay marriage and legalizing marijuana. That is not true uh, with, with this, with allowing supervised sites for, for injectable drugs. Uh, and I think it's fair to also say that he did take the politics into consideration, but until he tells us, and he hasn't been asked yet, and we don't know how forthcoming he will be, it's hard to know which, which of those weighed more heavily, the politics or legitimate policy considerations. Thank you, Doug. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll talk again tomorrow. You can hear the state of California every weekday at 3.30 p.m. It's also available on the Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. You'll find me on Twitter at Sovereign Nation. I'm Doug Sovereign, KCBS. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.